Hey there, welcome back to Choosing Me with Robin Marie. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. Um, this is episode eight, which is super exciting. Uh, definitely been slow moving with the podcast, but I'm starting to get a groove and starting to figure out what I want to do with it. A lot of interview base and then updates on myself and things about being in my 20s and living on my own my dog Sadie and so on and so forth um but yeah I think I'm starting to get a groove I'm starting to get an idea of like what this is and what I want to talk about and so for this episode it's gonna be super short I know last week I had my mom on and it was so great talking to her and hearing about her experience transitioning from corporate America to then having her own consulting firm and just the overall importance of having a coach and something I'm going to do um, hopefully in the coming months is really pursue a professional coach. Um, I definitely am not going to work for my mom. As much as I love her, I do get free advice, but also think about someone who may be more in the tech field of where I am and look for maybe that internal um, option she suggested in the last episode. But this week's episode... I wanted to give a dedication to the true love of my life, second to Sadie. So Sadie, obviously number one, family's in there, close friends, etc. But like the real love of my life and the real thing I just have so much passion for is cooking. And with how much I love cooking, I just wanted to talk about like why I enjoy doing it so much and kind of it also plays into why I now have a podcast. Um... For a while, I have always been into cooking. It's something I enjoyed doing as a kid, and I'm an only child, so like when I came home from school, I would just experiment in the kitchen, and my parents to this day make fun of my first couple test recipes, um, which definitely will be in my Hall of Fame of, uh, if I ever have a cookbook, these will 1,000% be the first two recipes in the cookbook. It will say probably try at your own expense literally because you're probably going to throw away the ingredients after making it so literally expense um not poisonous just really stupid but also very creative for like a young chef robin um i made them probably at like six and seven and the first and i'm going to give you these recipes and talk you through it because I would love to see someone make them, like straight up. If you decide to make one of these things, please send me a photo, at me, whatever. Like, I want to see it. But the first is called bread salad. And pretty much what it is, is it's honestly just straight up a deconstructed grilled cheese sandwich. But I was out here being like, I am top chef. This is original. No one's ever done this before. My parents always made fun of me because they're like, it's not even a salad. And my counter argument is their whole thing was like, well, there's no lettuce. And I was like, well, what's fruit salad? It's just fruit in a bowl and potato salad and so on. So we've had that discussion. But bread salad is you get like not just nice bread. You get like stick to your mouth white wonder bread. Like it is so airy. Like you smush that with your hand. It's completely flat. The whole goal is to not get it flat, but that's the kind of quality of bread I'm talking about. So you get that. 
if you're feeling fancy, you can cut it up into like cubes, like let's say like four down, three or four across. Um, if you're feeling bougie, you want to be artisan, you can just rip the bread in like literally with your hands and have bigger and smaller shreds. But it's that. And we're, we're putting this in um, kind of like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a Pyrex or like oven safe uh con- container casserole or souffle dish like definitely that's what we're putting in first you'll spray it down with pam or butter or whatever then you put your bread in then what you're gonna do is you're then gonna cut up very thin not a ton of it i would say maybe like depending on how much bread again free range on how much you want to make so like let's say we're working with probably like eight pieces of bread. Let's throw maybe two to three tablespoons of butter, like cut that up pretty thin, throw that in there. And then this is where you can really take it to the next level is then you add the cheese in. And with the cheese, you can really, you can throw in shredded cheese. You can do a variety of cheeses. My go-to is at the store so you can find like a blend. A lot of times they're called like Mexican blend or four cheese blend. Like there you can just really get some color and add it up. Um, maybe I you know just throwing it out there maybe there's some cubes of cheese in like whatever the hell you want like make it your own throw in there stir it all up throw in the oven I honestly I swear to god I think this thing again I made this when I was very young I think I cooked it for like 20 minutes but at like 250 um have not made this thing in probably close to 15 years um I know I made it in middle school one time just like for shits and giggles with my family. But again, like we're talking like over 10, close to 15 years ago at this point. Um, <laughs> but definitely like throw in the oven, keep it covered, pull it out. And it's like effectively just like cheesy covered bits of bread. But anyways, bread salad. But the, here's the thing though, while that is pretty stupid and like and I'm re- actually, I'm going to retract that. It's not stupid. It's completely creative. And I will totally accredit it to the dyslexic part of my brain. Um, because I thought of something that exists. And I reconstructed it to make it something new. And it's also tied into, like, where I'm very innovative and entrepreneurial. And, like, again, maybe potential to be an amazing scam artist. Who knows, like... Again, I just bougied up some grilled cheese and called it a salad. And you could probably give that to way more people than you could like one grilled cheese. So that is that. Um, But that was the first recipe. That's the successful one. We have made that one again since its original creation. The one we have not made since the original creation was my homemade ice cream. I definitely utilize the resources I have. I think it's probably the best way to say it. I will try to make anything. <laughs> okay, I have to tell a story after this. I will try to make anything. And I will substitute with my best my best um, thought process or action. So I tried to make ice cream as a kid. Again, seven, eight time frame. Started really getting in the kitchen about six. But seven, eight, doing these like experiments and recipe hacks um 
So it was a combination. This is what I do remember. It was a combination of you used to be able to buy at the stores like mini marshmallows, but like I think they were fruit flavored, but they had different colors. And I specifically specifically remember there was like really neon pink, really neon orange and green. And I don't know why in my head I was like, okay, obviously we're going to put marshmallows in there because like that's how it gets sticky and like solid. I didn't melt the marshmallows. Like, I didn't go about, like, a Rice Krispie where we're like, oh, we're melting it, and that is now the binding component. No, I just threw in marshmallows. Along with, like, ice cream is, like, a flavor with, like, some milk and dairy component, but it's solid. So, obviously, I go into the pantry and I grab the pudding mix because that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So, I make pudding, throw in the marshmallows... And then use crushed ice from the ice dispenser and mix it all in and then throw it in the freezer. That was my homemade ice cream. I personally will not make this again. If someone else wants to make it, totally recommend. And this is where I get back to the whole at your own expense because literally you're throwing like $5 down the drain. But you're throwing $5 down the drain for a colorful, fun, hilarious time and... You literally just make pudding, throw in some colorful flavored marshmallows. I think I would probably recommend vanilla pudding. I might have used chocolate at the time. Again, very chaotic. Uh, Crushed ice and so on and so forth. And you throw in the freezer until it's like hard or whatever. I don't know. I will say if you did try to make this, my recommendation would be throw the pudding and ice in a blender. It's going to be messy. But it's going to be better because literally when we had this, and again, my parents are so amazing. They ate this. We were just eating chunks of ice that were kind of covered in pudding. And so you would like kind of suck the frozen pudding off the chunk of ice and then have the ice. And then there would just be random really hard marshmallows because they were frozen. Um, So that is that. But yeah, I absolutely love cooking. And that's one thing I'm really excited about because cooking was something I've always loved to do and cooking blog having a cooking blog has been like one of the things I have done in the past and it was really the platform I was utilizing um for the past couple years I had a blog that I'm not on a ton but hoping to get back into soon as well as like kind of a counterpart to this um called table for one and i put my recipes on there i also had a youtube channel that did a couple things on and hopefully we'll get back into that soon um but yeah no cooking is one of my favorite creative outlets um but again as much as i love to cook i don't always post my recipes or videos of cooking just because it's not as easy as doing a podcast which is what i love about this platform but obviously it's hard to get across cooking over a podcast so there's definitely opportunities for the podcast to communicate with y'all like hey like what kind of recipes do you want to see and like I will put in the time to write out a recipe try and make something new or do a YouTube channel and while those first couple recipes I did didn't turn out the best one of my favorite things is making hacks or dupes of recipes like One of my favorite recipes I've ever made is a vegan chili, and I literally go to this one place in Indianapolis called Public Greens, and I think I've talked about this before, and I just, I went there so many times, took a notebook, and just wrote down 
the taste, flavors, textures, ingredients that I could pick up. And then I recreated it. And so doing that has something has been something I really love because it's really like investigative and problem solving and creative and delicious and fun. So that's something something I like to do in addition to just seeing stuff that already exists and making it vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free or raw in the respect that like raw as in it should be edible by anyone. It's vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, et cetera, et cetera. But I definitely want to get back into that and would love recommendations. Um, and I 100% will be doing another podcast of like my all-time favorite things to get at like Trader Joe's and Costco and all those things because I love to trickle that in. And I also love a good podcast episode on the way to go grocery shopping. So I feel like a podcast episode about grocery shopping on your way to go grocery shopping is like such the best way to get like in the right headspace. You're like, okay, this week I'm getting this, this, this. Like I'm going to try this out. Boom, boom, boom. Like I've always said one of my favorite activities is shopping, but specifically like grocery shopping feeds my soul and has been feeding my soul pre-pandemic and has kept me sane during the pandemic. My weekly runs to Trader Joe's, honestly, God, are probably the best thing about my life. Swear to God, like I will wake up in the morning being like, is today the day I'm going to Trader Joe's? Like that is where I'm at. Um, (laughs) Because I've got great stuff to inspire new recipes and inspire my creativity in the kitchen, which I love. So that's all to come. But wanted just to give you all some fun little recipes and ideas and talk about cooking uh but yeah so i'm excited to be finishing out this month uh with hopefully two more interviews with two really amazing women who i've worked with um in different fields to wrap up women's history month and just really take the time to encourage people to have conversations with women um, or female identifying individuals and specifically women and female identifying individuals who don't look like you um and just getting to learn about the perspective from other people and so on and so forth i think this past year as a country we've seen so many respect so many aspects of like where we thought we had progressed we are far from it and we can't just turn a blind eye to it anymore. We really have to address it and talk about it. And the only way to move forward is to stop, learn and listen. And I think everything that has happened this past year, taking the opportunity to have really utilized some time to work on some anti-racism stuff during Black History Month, not spending time to hear from other women specifically women with different backgrounds than me, live in different areas, so on and so forth, different professions, has been so enriching to my life this month. And I'm so excited for a couple more forums and webinars I'm listening to and just having conversations with friends and family about their experience, what they're still experiencing. Um, Because I definitely am very privileged being a white woman and have had very amazing opportunities. But there is definitely a space where I have been uncomfortable in the workplace for a variety of things, but, and not in my current role at all, but in prior places. Um, And just getting to hear from other women with their experiences and definitely different professions, different interactions has been very, I don't want to say eye-opening because I'm not surprised in 
in the saddest way, but very enriching to my relationship with them because I get to learn this deeper part about them and really have understanding for what they have to go through. And I think I would encourage everyone to have those conversations. Um, One thing I actually did, (laughs) I will say this, just to wrap it up on a more lighter note. um, One thing I actually did for this week, so International Women's Day is, was on Monday, um, March 8th. And I'm single, so I was on dating apps. And I asked all the guys I matched with that day, like, what are your plans? How are you celebrating the holiday? My favorite answer, and I'm going to read this for you quote by quote. Because uh, some some people were like, oh, like, what holiday? Someone thought I was talking about St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, no. Like, someone was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or they're like, oh, yeah, like, International Women's Day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I reached out to my mom or whatever and I was like okay that's great and then so on so forth and actually this guy gave a hilarious answer one but two inspired me to do something but I said so like hey blank I'm not gonna give his name but hey blank how are you celebrating the holiday today and his response dead ass in honor of national proofreading day I'm paying extra close attention to all the emails I type up cracking open some fresh new red pens and looking through my old grammar books. LOL, actually, I know it's International Women's Day. I texted my old boss who has done a lot for me and just said I appreciate her for all that she's done. And I absolutely loved it. One, I love that he came in with a joke and the fact that National Proofreading Day, great to know, but he inspired me to actually then reach out to all the women I work with and several colleagues and bosses in the past just to thank them for everything they've done. I've had the amazing opportunity to work with a ton of women. So while International Women's Day was on Monday, this past Monday the 8th, I definitely would encourage you all to really say thank you and uplift the women in your life um, for all that they've done. Just remember that also while your experience may not be the same as others, um, definitely be willing to open and listen and utilize the time to chat and learn this month because I think even fellow women can learn so much from others so that is that um but like I said I'm very excited to have hopefully some more guests on soon and can't wait to talk to you all again very soon until next time this is Robin Marie and keep choosing you